minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. The sky is so blue, blue in Jerusalem And the wisdom is so high Still choose a life in the 
91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Thursday morning on this November 20th, the 27th of Mark Eshvan, the year 5775. When is Rosh Chodesh? Rosh Chodesh is Sunday? Let's check this out, make sure we have our accurate information. Yeah, Rosh Chodesh Kislev will be one day on Sunday. Rosh Chodesh Kislev will be one day on Sunday. And uh, welcome to JM in the AM on this uh, Thursday morning. 
Uh, before eighth day, you heard Shlomo Simcha. We did Hatov, and then a combination of Orech Yamim and Simintov of the Fusion CD. Avramo had Kaches Shali, that's Avram Fried, for those not familiar with the Jewish music scene. Avraham Fried is his name. Ben Sion Lera with Jerusalem. I've just been accused of using too many nicknames recently. <laughs> not spelling it out for new listeners. It's a good criticism, by the way. And Regesh Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. I'll be at the unusual of Kew Gardens Hills on Shabbos. Um, my 30 years of broadcasting, most intriguing personalities I've interviewed. Things like that will come up. I don't know if uh, criticisms like that one will come up. When we open the floor for Q&A on Friday night at the Oneg Shabbat, will I be uh, inundated with suggestions about what I could do differently? I've gotten that one a lot over 30 years, using references that only long-time listeners would get. Not references to this show, meaning references to the Jewish music world and things like that. And uh, sometimes you need to spell it out so newer listeners know what you're talking about. It's actually a good uh, piece of advice. Um, anyway, here we are, Thursday morning broadcast. Later today, about an hour from now, David Jacobson and company will be in our studio. We're going to talk about the Ohel dinner, and we're going to talk about heroism. There is a hero who's being uh, recognized on Sunday night at the Ohel dinner who basically saved uh, those members of our Jewish youth who were in, and not just youth, who were in the Willowbrook facility 40 years ago, 50 years ago. Uh, those of you who are uh, who are old enough certainly remember the story. If you're not old enough, you may find it impossible to believe that certain things were going on in this area of the United States of America back in the mid-50s through the, I don't know, 70s? Anyway, we'll talk about all this coming up here at JM and the AM. We have special guests who will be in our studio. Uh, so we'll do that uh, happening here at JM and the AM. Uh, last night was this day road dinner. Absolutely beautiful. I mean, look, I was I was happy for all the honorees. Uh, really great people, a wonderful cross-section of people um, who were honored last night by Stay Rote. So I'll take this opportunity to uh, wish Mazal Tov to the kosher troops. <laughs> I say it that way because Rivka and Tamara and Sarah and Shlomo were there to accept the Kosher Troops Mission Awardees. They gave me a beautiful koshertroops.com a catalog that includes some of the letters that are sent to soldiers. Just unbelievable. They do such a great job. Anybody out there who um, wants to support a really noble cause and one that makes a tremendous Kiddush Hashem, koshertroops.com. Uh, to the Przanskis, Ray Przansky spoke brilliantly last evening, as you would suspect, in light of what's happening in this world of ours. Um, uh, the Babaevs, it was great meeting them, and of course to the Jacob and Rose Zada families. An honor to be partners with them in a an incredible summer project in uh, Stay Rote. And it was just great to have both families there and um, and celebrate together. So there you have it, a, uh, a wonderful night at this Stay Rote dinner. Yashikach to Yassi Baumel and everybody who worked so hard to put it together. It was really a fabulous evening. 27 minutes before 7 o'clock, JM in the AM, 31 degrees, mostly sunny, a high temperature of 43. Tonight, clear skies. Low 26 tomorrow, sunshine, a high temperature of 37 degrees. Yerushalayim is at 70. We're at 31 here in Jersey City. We do not have 60 inches of snow, whatever the official statistic is up in Buffalo. 
There are a lot of areas of this country that are just buried in snow. 60 inches in Buffalo, at least seven dead. Unbelievable. People stranded for more than 30 hours. It's just unbelievable. Alden, New York, a 46-year-old man found dead. A 30-year-old in Pennsylvania. A 30-year-old Pennsylvanian man in, in Cheektowaga, New York. A snow vehicle, um, a vehicle stuck in snow as he was trying to free it, accidentally pinned him to his car. It's just unbelievable. Uh, we see what, uh, we see what, um, well, if this week again proves it. You never know what the next minute brings, and this is just shocking. So that's what's happening up north. We're lucky we don't have that. As much as I complain about the cold weather, we're lucky we don't have that or anything close to it to deal with. Um, so 31 degrees here in Jersey City at JM in the AM. Uh, yesterday we, uh, we spoke about the, uh, Kalbach Shabbos that's happening in Borough Park. And we, we did concentrate a lot on the Saturday night Kumsitz. And how, how could I not? I had both Shimon Kugel and Sammy Intrader on the air. But I, I didn't want to be unfair, of course. And this was also pointed out to me yesterday. I don't want to be unfair about the rest of Shabbos. The Friday night Kalbach Davening will be led by the renowned uh, Canterman Seal Miller with the brilliant choir. They have the uh, meals catered at Ateris Golda, which Rabbi Salmon Trader is going to be the, uh, the scholar on the life, Torah, and stories and music of Rip Shlomo Kalbach. And everyone is invited to make reservations, participate in the meal, obviously be there tomorrow night at 420 when Mincha starts for the Kalbach Davening. For information, 718-435-2020. Excuse me, 718-435-9020. Make your reservations at the Young Israel Bethel. 718-435-9020 and yibethel.org. I also remind you, part of this weekend that we're having at the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills will include a Kalbach davening tomorrow night. So make sure to be in shul and enjoy the uh, Kalbach um, Nusach presentation for a beautiful Kabbalat Shabbat that's happening at the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills tomorrow night where we're planning to have a uh, a nice warm weekend together. J.M. in the A.M. at 24 minutes before 7 o'clock. We continue at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. And around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Can, can I say one more thing about that? Around the world on the web. So many people came over last night, listeners of the show, and especially this week, people feel very connected because of the news from Israel and the things we've been doing and talking about. It. And so many people, the majority of the people, brought up the fact that they are listening the majority of the day to what we call the Nachum Siegel Network, jmnam.org. And number one, let's give credit where credit is due. This is, of course, a project of the last two years led by the great Miriam L. Wallach. So she has to be recognized. And secondly, thank you. Thank you to everybody who is really, really gaining a tremendous appreciation for everything we're doing even after 9 a.m. Eastern Time. So it was really heartwarming. And wonderful, and it's much appreciated. J.M. in the A.M. with Rababish Brot.
Thank you. 
דווקא, אנחנו מוכנים להמשיך, נכון? עד היום היה לו את המה מה מה ונו נו נו ועכשיו לי 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 אבל די 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 זה השיר הגדול של האלבום האחרון בואו נקבל שוב אל הבמה יעקב שוויקי קיסריה up the hour with Yaakov Shweki and I can guarantee you we'll have big Yaakov Shweki news at 7.15 this morning here at JMNAM. I'll give you a hint. Here's a hint and it's a good one. <laughs> Ding of Suki and Ding sent me some very important Yaakov Shweki information last night. We will have Yaakov Shweki news, part of a much larger news flash. About 15 minutes from now, right here at JM in the AM. Mordechai ben David, Hadvani, you heard Chazen Yanki Lemmer with Yedid Nefesh, David Gabeo, Sim Chuvan, Reb Abish Brot with Ad Anna. Thursday morning with 31 degrees, mostly sunny and a high temperature of 43. Clear tonight, low 26. Yerushalayim is at 70, we're at 31, and thank God we're not under 6 feet of snow like so many other places are. Just unbelievable what certain people are going through in this country with the weather at this point. A big shout-out to everybody who was at the Stay Road dinner last night. Just amazing. Special shout-out to koshertroops.com. If you want to see something really remarkable, an effort that's an amazing Kiddush Hashem, go to koshertroops.com. I was reading their booklet this morning. Just amazing. Uh, it's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmdm.org. News from Israel coming up. I want to thank Senator Schumer for joining us yesterday. It was a, uh, a very, very interesting appearance by Senator Schumer. I'll tell you that much. Um, 
more passionate about the situation in Yerushalayim than I thought he would be. Anyway, I thank him. Uh, tomorrow, Malcolm Honeline at 7.40 in the morning with a weekly update. Make sure to be tuned in for all the latest right here at JM in the AM. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JM in the AM. Galitzal, הסתיימה שביטת הפתע שבה פתחו בצהריים עובדי המכס בנתב"ג, כתבנו אלדר גילרן. בעקבות הנחיה של יושב ראש ההסתדרות אבי ניסנקור נוחלט להפסיק את כל העיצומים בהם נקטו העובדים ולחדש את הפעילות בנמל. בשעתיים האחרונות פתחו עובדי המכס ומשרד הפנים בנתב"ג בשביטה פתאומית ללא כל התראה, וזאת לטענתם כי הזדהות עם מאבק ההסתדרות בכל המשק שמתנהל לאחרונה. בעקבות כך נרשמו תורי ענק במקום, כשמאות אנשים עוקבו בדרכם לאולם מקבלי הפנים בנתב"ג. גינויים מכל קצוות המערכת הפוליטית להחלטת ראש עיריית אשקלון להגביל את העסקת העובדים הערבים בעיר. ראש הממשלה נתניהו אמר, אין מקום לאפליה נגד ערביי ישראל שרובם המכריע שומר חוק. שר הביטחון יעלון הוסיף, הניסיון למנוע מאזרחי המדינה לעבוד רק משום היותם ערבים מנוגד לערכינו. וגם הנשיא ריבלין מתח ביקורת על ההחלטה. זו לא שעתה של התלהמות מבית, באחריות לאומית. באיפוק ובהרגעה ובמתינות כוחנו. הרגיעה מבית היא אינטרס משותף לכולנו, של כל מי שמבקש באזור הזה חיים. את הידיעה ריכזו כתבינו אליל שחר, רום ליאור, יערה שפירא ויונתן בניה. הפרקליטות הגישה כתב אישום נגד שלושה מאוהדי מכבי תל אביב בגין קריאות גזעניות נגד שחקן הקבוצה מהרן רדי, כתבתנו שרון פולבר. האוהדים רז מזרחי, עוז דניאלי ומתן כהן מואשמים בעבירה על איסור התבטאות גזענית, לאחר שעל פי הפרקליטות הם הגיעו למשחק אימון של מכבי תל אביב בחודש יולי וקראו אל עבר רדי שורה של קריאות בהן ערבי מחבל ורדי איך ההריסות בעזה. היום תבקש התביעה גם להרחיק את השלושה מהמשחקים של מכבי תל אביב. לתקופה של שלוש שנים. ראש עיריית חיפה יונה יהב מאיים לנקוט צעדים נגד המפעלים במפרץ אחרי שהשבוע פורסם שעירו סובלת מזיהום האוויר הגבוה בארץ. רינו צרור שוחח איתו. אנחנו מכנסים עכשיו מועצת עיר מיוחדת לדון בעניין ואם למועצה את מנכ"ל משרד להגנת הסביבה. והיה ולא ייתנו לנו לוחות זמנים לעשייה מיידית בהקשר הזה, אנחנו נחסום את הכבישים למפעלים הללו. נגידת בנק ישראל, קרנית פלוג, מזהירה מפני הזדקנות האוכלוסייה וקוראת להעלות את גיל הפרישה. כתבנו רמי שני שמע אותה באוניברסיטת בן גוריון. בעוד 40 שנה בערך, 35 שנה, על כל אדם מעל גיל 65 יהיו רק שלושה אנשים בגילאי העבודה. אז זה איזשהו ביטוי לכיוון הדמוגרפי. מה שאפשר לראות זה שאנחנו בסך הכל זזים יחד עם המדינות המפותחות, אם כי בפיגור מסוים. נאומה בחגיגות הסיגד של העדה האתיופית בשכונת ארמון הנציב בירושלים. כתבנו ישי שנר, מוסר שבמהלך נאומה של שרת הקליטה סופה לנדבר, חלק מהחוגגים בקהל טענו שהיא לא דואגת לקהילה.
התחזית מחר הגשם חוזר, ולסיום, הג'ודאית ירדן ג'רבי זכתה במדליית זהב נוספת, הפעם בתחרות גרנד פרי בסין. בדרך למדליה גברה ג'רבי על מתחרות מרוסיה, שוודיה ואוסטריה. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר.
J.M. and the A.M. Well, we promised you Yaakov Shweki news, and it's a big one. It is a big one. You know, normally when we uh, finally get to announce the... Um, uh, when we finally get to announce the information regarding the upcoming Hask concert, so in this case, Hask 28, frankly, would be the the two most important words, or three most important words, uh, because Hask, as we know, you just announced the concert, all of a sudden thousands of people are clamoring to get their tickets, be there on January the 11th, etc., etc. But this is something extra special because it's been quite a while since this performer has been at Hask. It's been a while since he's been there at all. And on top of that, he is headlining the Hask concert. So here we go, everybody. Sookie and Ding present Hask, a time for music 28. And it is now official. Yaakov Shweki is the headliner for the night of January the 11th at Avery Fisher Hall. This is big news. There are a lot of Yaakov Shweki fans out there and a lot of Hask fans, and they'll all be together on the night of January the 11th. With Yaakov Shweki, A.B. Rottenberg, of course, Benny Friedman, Simcha Liner, Deddy, in from Israel. It's all going to happen January the 11th at Avery Fisher Hall. You can go to hasconcert.com, hasconcert.com for information. Looking forward to an amazing night at Avery Fisher Hall to benefit Hask. Ding will be here Tuesday, and will you before Thanksgiving, Tuesday he'll be here in studio, and we'll get an opportunity to uh, hammer out this entire lineup because a lot of these artists either are coming off of amazing CDs or about to release another amazing CD. We'll talk about the whole thing and, of course, the fact that uh, such a large part of the show uh, surrounds Yaakov Shweki, who's headlining the event. We'll do all of that coming up on Tuesday right here at JM and the AM. So there it is, the long and the short of it. Hask 28, Yaakov Shweki, A.B. Rottenberg, Benny Friedman, Simcha Liner, Deddy. It's going to be a unique and interesting performance. A lot of amazing Shweki fans in this audience. I'm sure listener Seema is very happy. She may be the world's biggest Yaakov Shweki fan. Uh, so a um, finally the official word. Finally the official word. We thought it would be earlier in November. Finally, the official word, we get to announce it, share the news, and get ready to celebrate on the night of January the 11th. So that is the story with the Hass concert. We'll talk more about it, obviously, Tuesday morning here at JM in the AM. And we are looking forward to a great event, the 11th of January. Yaakov Shweki headlining. Should be uh, should be a great show, as you would suspect. We'll do one more. Let's do one more from Yaakov Shweki in this set, since we're... Uh, Announcing and very happy to announce the uh, the fact that he's now headlining the Hass concert. We'll do this one off of the. Uh, oh, we'll go back to the Cry No More CD with this very popular song at JM in the AM. Yeah. 
a holy soldier who was very heavily wounded in the Golan Heights and also lost his eyesight. When I saw him for the first time, I realized, sadly, not only he has no eyes to see, he has also no eyes to cry. So all of him is crying all the time. I swore to him that the high priest on Yom Kippur and the Holy of Holies did not reach his heights. Because he came back from the Holy of Holies with his eyes, with his hands, and with his feet. I promised Eldad when Mashiach is coming, when there'll be peace in the world, he'll be the first one to see it. This is for Eldad. <laughs> Yeah, they'll be sure I did. 
Clap like mad, dance like mad, really. Oh, The great Rav Shlomo Kalbach, of course. Kalbach davening tomorrow night at the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills. It'll be an honor to spend Shabbat there at the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills. We'll be talking about my 30 years of broadcasting and some of the interesting guests I've had on the air here at JM and the AM. Uh, heard from a lot of people that they plan on coming in from different areas and neighborhoods of Queens. I greatly appreciate that. should be... I hope a lot of fun and entertaining and informative, and that's going to be uh, starting with a Kalbach davening tomorrow night at the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills. My thanks to Rabbi Schoenfeld and the entire board and sponsors who uh, have invited me. It is much appreciated. Yesterday we talked about the Kalbach Shabbos happening in Borough Park, and we did focus a lot about the Saturday night kumzits, especially with Shimon Kugel and Sammy Intrader on the phone. I did want to mention, though, that the Kalbach Friday night davening will be led by the world-renowned Chazen Ben-Zion Miller, with the Aaron Miller Memorial Choir with Mincha at 420 tomorrow. They will have a Friday night dinner. You can make a reservation and enjoy the Zmiros and Rabbi Sam Intrader and his stories. Uh, that's happening tomorrow night at a Terrace Golda. And, of course, Matzei Shabbos, the Kumsitz and Malava Malka. Information about all of this, the 20th Yardside Kalbach Shabbos and Kumsitz in Borough Park, 718-435-9020, 718-435-9020 or yibethel.org. Uh, for information on that. And someone told me that tonight's Kumsitz, which is happening up in Muncie, the venue has been changed. i got to check this out. Apparently the venue has been changed for the um, Kumsitz tonight. Uh, let's see. I'll have to check this out. Here it is. How do you like that? 37 Sherwood Ridge Road in Pomona, New York. The 20th Yardside Kumsitz tonight, led by Rabbi Sammy Intrader, is tonight starting at 8 p.m., and it's going to be at 37 Sherwood Ridge Road up in Pomona, New York. So those of you in the 
Rockland County area, you know where to go now for tonight's event. Enjoy. I'm sure it is going to be unbelievable. Uh, don't forget Hoops for Hask takes place this coming Saturday night, hosted by the Frisch School in Paramus. Uh, that'll begin at 7.45 p.m. There'll be a surprise NBA player there. You can register at camphask.org, camphask.org. If you missed the announcement a few minutes ago, the Hask concert information is now public. It's going to be happening on the night of January the 11th. And Yaakov Shweki is the headliner. A.B. Rottenberg, Benny Friedman, Simcha Liner, Deddy, all together on stage that night. Hask 28, Time for Music 28, January the 11th. Yaakov Shweki, go to uh, hasconcert.com for information. Hasconcert.com for information. Ding will be here on Tuesday. We'll talk about the lineup and the show in depth here at JM in the AM. Congregation Talmud Torah Flatbush presents Rabbi Menachem Penner this coming Saturday night at 8 p.m. on the topic of Gaza and Geneva, civil law casualties from a Torah perspective. That's going to be happening at 8 o'clock at Congregation Talmud Torah Flatbush in Brooklyn, New York this coming uh, Saturday night. So check that out and enjoy. They have a great uh, series of lectures um, over there in Brooklyn. And I just saw the uh, promo video that has been made for the um, a World Bible Contest, which is coming up in New York City. In fact, Simcha Leibovitz is scheduled to be here in our studio or by telephone. Not quite sure where we're doing that interview, but we'll find out. He's supposed to be on this program this coming um this coming uh, Monday here at JM and the AM, and you got to see the promo. It is um, it's done very very well. People from all walks of life, people from uh, Crown Heights, a member of the Jewish African American community, uh, people from different areas geographically are all going to be participating as contestants in the World Bible Contest for Adults. Remember. This is the United States of America's finals competition at the Westside Institutional Synagogue on November the 30th. The winner and two runners-up go to the International Bible Contest Hanukkah in Yerushalayim. The afternoon, starting at 2 p.m., we'll have this amazing competition. You can see it live and in person. Plus, of course, great the musical entertainment, the wonderful Yaron Gershavsky, Gadi Alon, Yosef Karavani, both cantors, Israel Singer from New York and New Jersey will be there. The event is totally free. The catch is you got to register in advance because of security, etc. So it's azm.org slash Bible-contest, azm.org slash Bible-contest. should be very interesting. We'll talk more about it on Monday um, here at JM in the AM. That is a unique event. And if you want to see the uh, the promo, when you're on YouTube, you can go to the JBS channel because it's part of the Jewish Broadcasting uh, System. Uh, or you could just search in one word, you could search Bible Quiz Promo number one, and you'll see some of the people who are participating. Very interesting. A unique get-together happening the 30th of November in New York City. Bible Quiz Promo number one. It's all one word on YouTube, and you'll come across it, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. J.M. and the A.M. 731, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The great Goyen Rebbe Chonon Wasserman once said, We need to understand the world of Hashem. Why the Brios, the creations, are so afraid from the happenings of the world, and why it is that the general state of the economy is in the shape that it is. In order to answer this, the great Rebbe Chonon said, We need to understand what is missing in the world. Of course, there is plenty of food. 
Of course, there are plenty of crops. There are places in which they destroy crops. They burn them in order not to have too much of an abundance that the prices should stay up. There is also plenty of money in the world, silver and gold. There are banks that have storehouses that are full of money. If so, there is crops, there is mazonos, there is money, there is plenty of everything. Why then should there be famine? Why should there be a downward spiral in the economy? For these questions, the answer is one. Hashem pays back to all of the creations, Mido Keneged Mido, one turn for another. Since people sometimes lose their amuna, they lose their faith in Hashem, so Hashem takes from them their faith. Where is faith and trust among men? We have seen nations that were powerful for many years, and then all of a sudden, allies turn into enemies, enemies turn into allies. Since the world, its credit, its security and safety is dependent upon this trust, loyalty, or credit. Once that is taken away, then everything is on shaky ground. Rabbi Chonin says, The lack of faith is the source of all evil in the world. When we return to Hashem, in complete repentance, then the world will return to some state of normalcy. The amuna that people have between friends, between nations, and then a person will not have to live in fear. Tshuva Shlema, complete repentance, is the answer to our problems. Today as we hear minute-by-minute reports of the matzav, the situation in our Holy Land, Eretz Yisrael, Each one of us wants to know what should we be doing. How can we lend a hand? How can we show our support? The answer is, of course, daven, give tzedakah, help in any way that we possibly can, back up the troops. But the main idea that each one of us should take deep into our heart is tshuva shalema. How do I repent? How do I come closer to Hashem? This will no doubt help the entire matzav, that we should see peace and tranquility for all of those that dwell in the Holy Land and throughout the world. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day, and b'suros talos.
Maccabees, of course, here on a Thursday morning broadcast. Well, I promised you a historical conversation today, one of importance to our community uh, that you can't imagine. Anybody who lived through it, and I as a kid did, um, will remember just how important the episode we're about to discuss is. David Jacobson is in our studio. He's a longtime OHEL board member and former OHEL base Ezra president. I'm wondering if you were ever, good morning, first of all. Good morning. And I'm wondering if you were ever on the air before. We know each other for so long. And we love seeing each other all these events. And I'm wondering if you were ever on the air before. I've never had the privilege. <laughs> this of is the first here. time. Yeah, this is amazing. Amazing is right. Usher Fogel is here. He's OHEL's chief operating officer. I welcome you as well. Good morning. Good morning. Nice to have you here. They'll, of course, both be at the big gala coming up on Sunday night. And one of the... Stories that will be told in detail Sunday night that we get a chance to discuss today has to do with one of the honorees. Base, uh, the, the founder of Base Ezra, uh, Rabbi Philip Goldberg, uh, and Rebetzin Malka Goldberg are being presented with the Pioneers of Advocacy Award. That is an understatement to call them simply advocates, right? That is an understatement. And David will explain in a moment. And, of course, Usher Fogel as well. Uh, you could be there, of course, Sunday night, ohelfamily.org. OLFamily.org. I've said this a million times if you're a long-time listener, but yesterday at the Stay Road dinner, I was reminded by many listeners that there are a lot of not long-time listeners, so we should reiterate for them and get them in on some of the uh, uh, secrets of the trade that we've revealed. One of those secrets is uh, that if you're going to go to one dinner or uh, just a handful of dinners each year, make OHEL one of them. It's one of the most inspiring nights of the year. And it's just a, a program that, uh, well, frankly, brings people to tears, and rightfully so, because of the work they're doing. And we can't say enough about that work. All right, David Jacobson, take us back. 
Why are Rabbi Philip and Rebetzin Malka Goldberg being honored by Ohel this coming dinner? Well, this is an, an old, old saga that must be told. Near 40 years ago, when Rabbi Goldberg was chaplain at Willowbrook, there was an expose, a very famous expose, that was on television and all over the media about the clients in Willowbrook that were mistreated, unfortunately mistreated, and Rabbi Goldberg, being a, the Jewish chaplain in Willowbrook, uh, was on the forefront of trying to change this. And for he many, starts many years. there in the mid fifties. People have to get have to get this historical perspective. Right. Young people listening won't even believe that an institution like this existed in New York State the way it was operated. So we got to put everything in perspective. It's the mid fifties. He's the chaplain. It's a facility that would normally hold what a thousand people, two thousand, something it like that. Near six thousand. And it had six thousand, right? In the facility, fourteen hundred of those people were Jewish. Wow. Rabbi Goldberg was charged with maintaining the Yiddishkeit for 1,400 clients in this facility. Uh, many of them were fully capable of Mekayim mitzvahs. They were uh, taken to the facility as babies. Many times families could not handle it or didn't know how to handle it. And again, different environment those days. In, this, right. in those days, families were frightened. Uh, they were not capable of dealing with the trauma of a child with disabilities such as those. Their own medical consultations told them to literally put them away. I hate Absolutely. to use expressions like that. The doctors but in the on. hospitals right. actually told them to leave the children and they will uh, bring them over to institutions. Right. Uh, we know that today the tenor has changed. This has all changed and this is only because well, of what Rabbi order. Goldberg yeah. began to do back in Willowbrook f- over 40 years ago. But uh, bringing it closer to our time, about 37 years ago, Rabbi Goldberg became a great advocate for this change and wanted to do this both politically and legislatively and legally to prevent uh, the loss of these Jewish children to the outside world, uh, meaning that they should not be converted. What had happened was there were children taken into foster care from Willowbrook, and they were converted by the parents in the houses where they were residing. Well, they were not going to Jewish homes. Correct. We're so used to Ohel taking care of everybody making sure that they're directed to Jewish homes these days. before Ohel existed. Correct. Way before Ohel existed. Uh, when 700 of the 1,400 clients were already gone from Willowbrook, Rabbi Goldberg was at wit's end, and clearly he knew that it was, it was the end. He had to do something. He must do something. So he ran around to different places, uh, different Jewish organizations, who in themselves in those times were very fledgling organizations. They barely had the assets to keep their own doors open, and he told them of the plight of these young people and, and uh, <clears throat> requested support to get them out of there to find foster homes and group homes. Uh, there was a, a uh, decree by, uh, by a, uh, an assemblyman by the name of Padovan, I'm sorry, a senator by the name of Padovan. Padovan wrote a law that uh, essentially protected the religious rights of the clients right. in across these facilities. the board. Across All the religion. board. Right. Uh, this bill, this was back in 1977. Rabbi Goldberg then uh, uh, read this law as it was written. He went to Dennis Raps at Culpa, and Dennis rewrote a portion of the law to protect the Jewish clients. And in effect, it said that anybody being maintained in a foster care or in a state facility uh, would need parental consent before they could be converted. And that obviously a very important landmark absolutely, legislation. Absolutely. So that this 
stopped in its tracks the conversion of its Jewish clients. Now, these clients were simply abandoned in Willowbrook because there was nowhere else to go. So Rabbi Goldberg went on a great campaign to try and find facilities for them. Prior to this, and prior to 77, non-Jewish facilities were opening one after another, and they were taking in the Jewish clients. And this was happening because of the investigation of Willowbrook. In yes. other words, that, at what point did they, they just close down Willowbrook at some point, right? Well, the stimulation was because of the the investigation, this public right. outcry, right. and they eventually did close the facility when they emptied right. it out. And Willowbrook is located in? Staten Island. As it's not like it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's right here. It's next it's door. Right people people can us. still see it, right? Right in front of us. In it's fact, still there. Oh, of course it's there. The facility stands. Uh, there was years where Rabbi Goldberg, after the Verizon was built, and he lived in Borough Park, would walk on Yom Tovim. To Willowbrook. To be with the clients? To be with the clients. He walked across the Verrazano Bridge, which does not have a walkway, <laughs> and he arranged with the police to escort him across the bridge. There was a police car in front of him and a police car behind him, and they closed the right lane, and he would walk the entire bridge, and they would bring him to Willowbrook as he walked. <laughs> For hours. See, that's why to, I say pioneers of advocacy to get award. To his client, these things don't it, it's really happen. It's got to be pioneer, a revolutionary of the year award, yeah, maybe. Th- maybe. This is an incredible that. man. Uh, for of course, he had his own family. He has three sons, uh, three beautiful sons who lived through this and watched him do this. Uh, Rabbi Goldberg in those years would bring clients home with him. Right. They ate at his table. He brought them up to the bungalow colony. They would push the carriages and be part of his family. Nobody understood it. Nobody accepted it. They couldn't believe that the man was doing these things. The Rebbitson fed them. Uh, they sat at her table. The Rebbitson, to this day, and I know this for a fact, still answers calls from the clients from yesteryear. She talks to them. She... Uh, I'm sure she wouldn't want me to say this, but I will say it. Uh, if they need a few dollars to uh, buy candy, whatever, she will send them the money. Right. We, we haven't even spoken about his founding of Bay Cesar, which no, also we'll required to- him to get the money. And we'll talk about that in a moment. We should also mention that those who will be in attendance Sunday night, there will actually be a feature short film, which is riveting, based on what I hear. Uh, that will tell this entire story. And uh, Usher Fogel or David Jacobson, it just could we step back for a moment, just give an overview about what Willowbrook did uh, for the entire special needs community, developmentally disabled. And this was something that was not geared, you know, to as a Jewish problem. This was something overcrowding, maltreatment. Uh, it, it revolutionized the whole the whole way that people in those types of situations were dealt with. Families had difficulty when a child with a developmental disability was born. And as David said before, when you went to your pediatrician in the hospital, the pediatrician said, take this child, put this child in an institution. Right. And they were saying this in other communities as well. Yeah. Right. Any, any Anybody, child right. with developmental disability, put, uh, put the child in an institution and forget that this child existed. And many families came home after childbirth and they told the siblings, and uh, sorry, you know, I gave birth, but uh, your brother, your sister died right. in childbirth. And, and they're gone. That's and it. you didn't have a brother sister. Right. And this created a great demand for care for uh, these individuals. And they needed uh, significant care. They needed, And so they were placed in institutions. And these institutions were tremendously overcrowded. There, and treatment for development disabled was not given uh, to them until Geraldo Rivera created this public outcry, and then they started to help and do treatment, and the treatment was extremely effective, right. and people grew. And, and, th- and this made a change across the entire country. It made a change across the entire country, right. and it made a change for people's lives, right. their living lives, and they were able 
to live for the people that Ohel and Beisezer served, Jewish lives. They uh-huh. had Shabbos, they had Kashrus, and they were growing and being part of the community just like our, every one of our brothers and sisters. All right, it's Asher Fogel, David Jacobson are here. You know, it's funny, in my mind, as we're having this discussion, I have a split screen. I have this scene that Usher Fogel just... Uh, 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 painted for us about what was going on in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And on the other side, I'm thinking of what my kids know about the development of the disabled, the, the Ohel home on East Broadway, and you know the, the way they are treated and the way the counselors take care of them with such care. It, it's just a complete 360. It's a complete change in the way that certainly our community, but even across the board in the U.S., is dealing with these situations. Let me talk about the very first home. You'll understand how this co- develops. Uh, Rabbi Goldberg ran around for years trying to get Jewish organizations to build homes, support homes. And, of course, they didn't know anything about this. They couldn't understand what this was all about. And I don't blame any Jewish organization right. for being frightened. Uh, there are still people today who are frightened, unfortunately, right. when they see developmental that was the reality disabilities. Right. It's just that it was, the, it was the tenor of the time. People right. understood this to be a frightening situation, and they, they refused to deal with it. Rabbi Goldberg persisted. He ultimately walked into Ohel and introduced this to Ohel. Ohel was how old then? Three, four years old? Uh, I mean, around then? Yeah, approximately four years old. Just a few old. years old. Approximately four years old. And Ohel was strained financially, I recall, in those years. You're already on the board at that point? No, I came on. I was the fifth board member of Base Ezra. Uh, so a couple of years later? A couple of years later. It took him two years before Rabbi Goldberg realized that he had to take this upon himself personally. Right. Otherwise so it wouldn't get done. he went to find a, a home. He found a home on 12th Avenue in Borough Park. <laughs> and the only reason the community board agreed to permit him to bring a, a developmental disability client, developmental disabled clients into this home was because that house was abandoned and was used as a drug den. So they, so they figured it's an upgrade, well, huh? This was going to be a, <laughs> a, a, a bigger upgrade. Right. So uh, he, he again went back to try and get a mortgage to buy the house. Nobody would give him a mortgage. Nobody would lend him money. So he personally, he and the Rebbitson put up the money, for the, the deposit for the uh, the purchase of the group home, and construction began. The state at that time began funding group homes, uh, and uh, soon thereafter, uh, I'll fast forward till 1979, the group home... Uh, it, was, it was introduced to the community. There were four original board members. Rabbi Goldberg was there. Uh, Dr. Phil Kippis was there. The late Rabbi Avraham Rosenfeld was there, and a fourth board member who unfortunately did not attend that meeting. Uh, but those three gentlemen, with Lester Kaufman, who was at the uh, time the executive director of OHEL, sure. attended this magical meeting. They decided on the name Base Ezra. They hired a, a program director and started to try, they tried to fill the home. Now the, the, the decree that came in from Albany was that there would be ten clients in the house. Five of those clients would come from the uh, state institutions, in our case Willowbrook, and five would come from the community itself. And they thought that this would be the way to have the community accept mm-hmm. the group home in its midst. Uh, my family received a call at that time. My sister-in-law is developmentally disabled, and she's also profoundly deaf, and she has this dual disability, and yet Rabbi Goldberg knew of her and called our family and asked if we would be interested in having her join in the group home as one of the five first community clients. Parents were reluctant to do this, but my family 
and my in-laws for sure, who are the most bravest of people, decided to join this experiment. And my my sister-in-law, Meryl, moved into the home. She never wanted to come home. In fact, they uh, they told her that she should come just for a Shabbos to <laughs> experience one weekend there and then see what happens. So she packed a small bag. Uh, she was dropped off at the home, and when Sunday came, she told my in-law she was not going back. She said, this is where I want to live. And she stayed. It was a magical moment for our entire family. Uh, my wife, Susan, grew up in a house with a sister with disabilities, and none of us could believe that such a thing could have happened. Uh, Rabbi Goldberg became the icon of chesed. You know, we talk about people with a uh, golden heart. Some people have hearts of stone, but golden heart. Rabbi Goldberg and the Rebbitson, they go beyond uh, hearts of gold. They have hearts of tears, and they understood the plight of these parents. Uh, what they accomplished was just uh, superb. Unbelievable. Immediately at that meeting, they decided to try and open up additional homes. Uh, I was at the second board meeting, and I was overwhelmed with the type of people who were sitting there. There was uh, an election. Phil Goldberg refused to be president, <laughs> uh, typical of Rabbi Goldberg. And he said that Avram Shalom Rosenfeld should be president. So he was elected. Avram Shalom was a tremendous man of great chesed. He was on the OHEL board. He resigned OHEL to sit on the base Ezra board, which was, at the time was a separate corporation. And uh, tragically, he passed away some few years later. And uh, that very first group home on 12th Avenue was named L'Zeich Nishmas Avram Shalom Rosenfeld. And, and you remember the home well, obviously. I remember it vividly. We were involved in those meetings. This little tiny board uh, sat down and made up the menus and decided uh, where everyone was going to go. The board doesn't do that these days, trips. does it? Uh, today, of course, I mean, I could tell you the size of the base as a program. It's just an enormous program. Uh, one of the great moments that you should understand that Rabbi Goldberg just glowed was when we were asked to uh, teach the professionals in Eretz Israel how to develop and run group homes. Wow. And a group of people came from Eretz Israel entered into the base Ezra home, the very first home on 12th Avenue, and sat there in amazement as Rabbi Goldberg told the saga of what had happened. And, of course, he wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't say anything bad. Right. Uh, and they, they truly enjoyed the introduction of group homes into a community that they knew they were going to bring back to Eretz Israel. And today it's a great movement in Eretz Israel of only course. because of what Rabbi Goldberg started here. Talk about a ripple effect, huh? Absolutely. Unbelievable. And now today we have how many homes? Yeah, that's here? my next question. What are we up to? Anybody know an exact <laughs> statistic on this, what we're up the to? The exact statistic <laughs> is we have over 129 uh, residences in Ohel Base Ezra. Not all of them are homes. Some of them are apartments. And we serve hundreds and hundreds of people in these uh, homes and, and residences. What was going to be my guess? If you would have asked me how many are elevated says, I was thinking well, most, 20, yeah, 30. Yeah, most people think 20 or 30. 129? Right. Yes, right. not all of them are homes. Some are apartments. Understood, but we know how that works. It's, it's uh, I mean, you're accommodating based on the needs of the client. Right. Some, some time ago, we were trying to figure out how many people are actually affected daily. Right. By Ohel Beis Ezra, and I'm going back probably 10 years ago, we came up with a number of 3,000. So today it's yeah, exponentially it's greater. It's 5,000 today. 5,000 people affected on a daily basis by Ohel Beis Ezra. It's, uh, it's an institution that uh, so ch- has changed the entire community. It has given birth, as we all know, to the idea of a Camp Cayley. Right. 
uh, where integration integration I mean, imagine of, of the difference again yeah standard children right. children without disabilities and children with disabilities are joined together in a camp where they're, they're sisters and brothers and uh, just the most amazing relationships that are being developed there to a point where the developmental disabilities that are seen there are not just accepted, but they're understood to be part of our community, finally understood, and this has changed forever. So now our children will go on, our grandchildren will go on to see this in an entirely different time frame and a different picture than the Goldbergs had seen decades and decades ago when they saw the suffering and, and the lack of communication with people with disabilities. If Herbert Goldberg was here this morning, I wonder how he would react hearing 129 if I asked him for his reaction to that number he, today. He would be embarrassed. He would be embarrassed. He, would, he yes. wouldn't take any of the credit, no, would he? No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. David Jacobson, Usher Fogel in our studio. It's JM in the AM with a reminder that Sunday night, this is one of the features of a very, very packed program at the Ohel Dinner. It's always an inspirational night. Uh, David, you've been to every one of these. You know it's inspirational. It's, it's, absolutely. It's, and I've, I've been thrown out of community board meetings when we introduced <laughs> uh, group homes in different communities. Uh, we were threatened. Rabbi Goldberg was run out of meetings. So sometimes physically, you have to fight for it. Physically huh? threatened at meetings. Uh, he persisted, and, of course, he won every single battle. Uh, Rabbi Goldberg is an incredible human being. Incredible. Uh, people don't know that this man stands out in our community as the icon of chesed, the icon of chesed. You can say it a million times. It's, it's just understated. He's never, ever asked for any recognition. Uh, it's a wonder that he's accepting the recognition at the forthcoming dinner. You are honoring and paying tribute in L'Havdom and Chaim L'Chaim, of course, in Robertson Lublin's case. Uh, she's no longer with us, but you're paying tribute that night to real pillars of Chesed. I mean, absolutely. You're talking about legends. Yes. Real revolutionaries. Uh, phone number at OHEL for information about Sunday is 718 686 3284. 718 686 3284. And obviously, you can go on the web at ohelfamily.org. Ohelfamily.org. That teaser about the story that I saw this morning is available to the public, right? Is it on the OHEL website? It's on the OHEL website if you want to see Usher Fogel and others discuss, and Rabbi Goldberg himself discuss this whole uh, Willowbrook scenario. Two important things that I'd like to uh, mention. One, uh, as we spoke before, at that time it was not popular uh, to uh, <laughs> help people with developmental disabilities. And there was a family in Willowbrook who had a daughter, <coughs> and they were nervous about taking her out of the institution because they didn't want their name known that they had a sibling with developmental disabilities. So Rabbi Goldberg said, okay, don't worry, her name will never be known. And there is a Goldberg now living in one of our homes who carries Rabbi Goldberg's name and not the family's name. And now she's with her, her sisters in a home. She has Kasha, she has Shabbos, and she's grown tremendously. So this Goldberg is not Goldberg, but it's Rabbi Goldberg using his name to get someone into the house uh, and <laughs> and one more uh, thing that OHEL does and it's really very important I personally have trained many other agency heads in how, and how to develop group homes and how to treat uh, people with developmental disabilities so we don't do it just for OHEL itself you're the model at this point uh, they just David said right. people come, came to us and so right. people in New York City who run group homes now have been trained personally by me and by uh, my colleagues at OHEL. And to end with my comments, one story in terms of Camp Cayley. Camp Cayley 
it takes the opposite <laughs> approach right. to Willowbrook. And in Camp Cayley, when I went to visit, there was a girl, the uh, typical girl, and she came over to me and says, you know, I really didn't know I could be friends with someone, and she pointed to someone with developmental disabilities, and she was her friend on Shabbos Day, where, where together she went to her bunk, and she says, I really didn't know. So we went from segregation, uh, lack of treatment, to, hi, this is my friend, which is what we're all about in Kaiser. It's unbelievable. I want to expound on that, just one sure. little tiny uh, vignette. At the end of the girls' trip, which is the second trip of right. the summer, uh, one of the developmental disabled uh, campers went over to a counselor on the last day of camp and said, could I tell you a secret? And she said, sure. She said, well, you, you won't tell anybody, will you? She said, absolutely not. She said, I just want you to know that I have Down syndrome. <laughs> now, this girl was there for an entire month, and not one person, not one camper, ever, not, alluded, to ever alluded or, or mentioned it or treated her any different than anyone else. It's It's... Beyond understanding, given the times that we came from. Right, that's why today. this morning is so important to me, because I am thinking of the, the difference, which, of course, again, the next generation doesn't even realize. You know, they think what you're describing is normal. The world we grew up in, it was not normal to be in a camp. It Kaley was a terrible situation. time. Exactly. Ago, a terrible in, this, time. in that industry, it was an awful time. Yes. Across the board, around the entire world, essentially. Oh, hell, uh, 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 dinner information at ohlfamily.org. David Jacobson, longtime OHL board member, former OL base as president, uh, is in our studio. His sister-in-law is a former resident. Is a resident. Currently. No, but I was, uh, was going to say former resident of Willowbrook. Is that no, uh, no, 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 no. Not she was a community resident. Okay, community Came from resident home. who now lives in Ohel Base Ezra's. Is, would it be Forty Third Street? Saint, yeah, Twelfth Avenue, Forty Third Street. She's there to this day. That's a long time. Absolutely. That's her it's home. It's really her That's home. her home. At Usher Fogel, OHEL's chief operating officer are both here. The Goldbergs, Rebetzin, uh, Amalka, and Rabbi Philip Goldberg get the Pioneers of Advocacy Award as OHEL Base Ezra founders this coming Sunday night. And this is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmnam.org. So the lesson from this morning. Is that one person can make an insane difference out there, huh? One person could change the world. It is unbelievable. We what don't they know accomplish. when we when we wake up in the morning. We have every one of us has an opportunity. Uh, we should we should tackle it. We should do something to to, to change the world. Try. And when, we and have when, to try. And when you think about it, he was advocating for these clients uh, on all these different levels: community, fundraising, government. Like he, he's and using every- and a personal level. He right. put, he put his uh, money right up front to change this world. Uh, he deserves the accolades that we'll present to him at the OHEL dinner. Uh, I can't believe we will not have a packed room, standing room only, oh, gosh. Uh, just for the benefit of the Goldbergs. They are people that must be must be recognized. Uh, they're not babies anymore. They're not young people anymore. They're, they're grandparents. Uh, they, uh, they, they just stand out. They're brilliant people. Hi. Goldberg is a hero, and Claudio owes him a great, great debt of gratitude. That is for sure. Uh, I, I don't know if the two of you know the answer to this, but is, is it possible that state officials or those who would recognize the greatness of someone like Rabbi Goldberg would be there Sunday night? Like, would they? We're having state officials come. Yes. So they know this story. They know. They know that he had a ripple effect, not yes. just in the Jewish world, but everywhere. At the rededication of the 12th Avenue home, uh, the home of being you know, many decades old, was right. remodeled to uh, accommodate the needs, the growing needs of the uh, 10 clients who were aging. 
and needed an elevator. So the uh, home was dramatically renovated. And at that rededication ceremony, the state did show up, and the story was told about Rabbi Goldberg, and they themselves sat with their mouths open. Uh, he's a special <laughs> human being. The Rebetzin, of course, supports him, and the, their children and uh, grandchildren all, I'm sure, understand that they have very special, very special people. Who's choosing the counselors for the individual homes? Is that the responsibility of the home head, or does that happen at the OHEL office in Brooklyn? How does it work when uh, when you're looking for counselors for the individual homes? We have a whole uh, personnel department, human resources department, that helps recruit, and then the managers of the homes make the decision on who uh, should be working in that home. The reason I ask is both of you know that almost every Shabbos I meet up with these counselors because we're on East Broadway, and... Very impressive group. I mean, whoever's whoever's doing the choosing, obviously spending a lot of time finding the cream of the crop out there. The cream of the crop is a big cream of the crop. How many employees do we have today? Probably around 1,300. I might be off a little. 1,300. That's, uh, how, many vo- how many volunteers? I don't even know. <laughs> so is many. it in the thousands of volunteers? Hundreds? I, I thousands? Don't know. Over a thousand volunteers. Over a thousand. Ohelfamily.org for information. We'll see you Sunday night. It's always an amazing gathering. And this year, of course, the Angel of Mercy Memorial tribute to uh, Mrs. Lubling. Uh, you heard about the pioneers of advocacy. Uh, rightfully so. They're being recognized Sunday night. Rebetzin Malka and Rabbi Philip Goldberg. We spoke with uh, Abraham Banda and the uh, his amazing work with pomegranate and amazing work in the area of Chesed. And Richard Bernstein, who's been on our show, he was on Jam the Aim when we were down in uh, Florida one of these uh, Januaries. Uh, broadcasting from there. He's a Michigan Supreme Court nominee and disability rights activist, a great speaker. He is blind. He's a great speaker, and he'll be one of your keynotes on Sunday night. So a lot of great things happening on Sunday looking night. Looking forward to saying hello to everyone who's there. Yes, looking forward to seeing you there. Usher Fogel, David Jacobson, Yashikach. A great tribute this morning here at JM of the AM. Thank, Thank you. you. Much appreciated. More coming up. Keep it at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, JM of the AM.
Eitan Katz, Gale. I gotta thank uh, our friends from Ohel. That was some story. Any of us out there who grew up hearing about Willowbrook and reading about it and seeing the TV reports certainly brought things into perspective, that's for sure. JM the AM, good morning, all 11 minutes after 8 o'clock. Our hearts and thoughts, of course, with our brothers and sisters in Israel as we continue to pray for those who were injured in Monday's attack and pray for the future of the families who have been uh, affected in such a tragic manner, watching their family members uh, fall as victims of terror by the barbarians, the murderers. I want to thank the uh, folks from Stay Road, an amazing and incredible get-together last night in New I was about to say New York City, in New Jersey at the Meadowlands Hilton. It was really a, a, an unbelievable dinner. Uh, I want to give a special shout-out to koshertroops.com. They're doing unbelievable work, and they're making an unbelievable Kiddush Hashem. Koshertroops.com, very worthy cause to support, I'll tell you that much. Uh, really incredible. And Mazal Tov to all the honorees. Very distinguished group last night. And, um, yeah, that's right. Simon, from the team of Simon and Dr. Joe... Pulled a complete surprise on all of us at the end of at the end of the uh, uh, of the um, video, paying tribute to the Rosazada and Jacob families. Simon inserted a um, a trip to Stay Road that he took last week. I told him I told him I can't believe he's traveling around the country without us. <laughs> uh, but it was unbelievable. He had the rabbi from the uh, Ethiopian synagogue there, Rabbi Alone, and then went to the roof of the yeshiva. Spoke about the uh, chesed of Akadosh Baruch Hu, the chesed that God does for us on a daily basis when uh, we're able to, when when please God, the Jewish world is able to sustain the attacks by the uh, by the enemy. It was really amazing. Uh, so a special kudos to uh, Simon Jacob. Special kudos to him. Uh, we never expected that surprise from his uh, most recent trip to Israel. Uh, JM and the AM, uh, I, I, I said it this morning, and I hope that everyone uh, goes and watches it. The the um, the video, the promo video for the national, or I should say the World Bible Contest for Adults, is up online. 
Uh, this coming Monday, in fact, uh, Simcha Leibovich is going to be with us here at JM and the AM, and we'll talk more about it. On Sunday, November the 30th, the U.S. Finals competition takes place at the Westside Institutional Synagogue on West 76th Street in New York City. It's a World Bible Contest for adults. Uh, winner and runners-up, uh, two runners-up go to the International Bible Contest in Yerushalayim on Chanukah. Uh, the evening includes a musical performance, I should say the afternoon, includes a musical performance. Yaron Gershavsky, Cantor's Gotti Alone, Yosef Karavani, Israel Singer of New York and Israel Singer of New Jersey, all part of it. And the event is free of charge. What's nice about the promo is you get an idea of who's in the Bible contest. It's unbelievable. People from every walk of Jewish life are represented. It, it really is amazing. So you'll see what I mean. If you go to YouTube, you can either go to the JBS channel. They've got it up there. Or you can just search Bible Quiz Promo. One word, Bible Quiz Promo number one. It's one word, Bible Quiz Promo number one, and you'll see what we're talking about. Uh, meanwhile, the uh, contest is November the 30th. That's Sunday of the Thanksgiving weekend. And Simcha Leibovich will speak to us coming up on uh, on Monday of this coming week about the big contest and the uh, entertainment, etc. It will be exclusively on Shalom TV, JBS. You'll have a chance to see it as well. Uh, but to be there live and in person, uh, no doubt, is going to be amazing. So we'll talk more about that next week right here at JM in the AM. Special shout-out to those who are heading to the Mayanot Continuing Education course, uh, which happens for adults um, every Thursday up at uh, Mayanot Yeshiva High School. They're going to be enjoying Rabbi Hanoch Teller there today, as we mentioned the other day. I'm looking forward to the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills. Saw a lot of people last night that are coming out to the Young Israel on Shabbos. Uh, thanks, Rabbi Schoenfeld, and everybody who invited me. I'll be speaking about my 30 years in broadcasting Friday night and Shabbos and the most intriguing personalities I've interviewed. Plus, tomorrow is a Friday night Kalbach davening. So come on out to the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills. should be a wonderful Shabbos, and I thank them again. Uh, for inviting me. Manhattan Day School's Hanukkah Boutique is this coming Saturday night starting at 8 o'clock at MDS on West 75th Street in New York City. If you're down in Baltimore, the Dvekas Reunion Concert with Shlomo Simcha and A.B. Rottenberg is Sunday. Those of you down in Baltimore, keep that in mind. And what else do we have for you here? I wanted to mention a couple of other things. Uh, Sammy Intrader is going to be tonight up in Muncie. Uh, the... Um, the event was moved. The Kumsitz for tonight up in Muncie is now taking place at the Sherwood Ridge Road in Pomona, New York. 37 Sherwood Ridge Road in Pomona, New York. That starts at 8 o'clock. Yesterday, it was great having Shimon Kugel, Sammy and Trader. We had everybody on the air. And we were really focusing on what was going on Saturday night in Borough Park. But don't forget, the Young Israel Bethel in Borough Park has an entire Shabbos. Tomorrow night, Friday night, Kalbach Davening with the renowned Chazen Ben Sion Miller. And the Young Israel Bethel, uh, Aaron Miller Memorial Choir. Friday night dinner at a Terrace Golda with Rabbi Sammy Intrader and Great Zmiros by the Chazin and Choir. Uh, Matzei Shabbos Kumzitz, we told you about, of course. Uh, it's all happening this coming, um, Shabbos at the Young Israel Bethel of Borough Park. To make a reservation for the meal, um, tickets for Saturday night, etc. 718-435-9020. 718-435-9020 or yibethel.org. YIBethel.org. Hoops for Hask takes place this coming Saturday night. Yeah, there's other Hask news. We've already revealed the Hask concert for January the 11th, but there's other Hask news as well. And that is at Saturday night, November the 22nd. The Frisch School is the place uh, with great prizes, awesome food, and live entertainment for a three-on-three basketball tournament. 
Go to camphask.org. There'll be a surprise NBA player at the event, which is really cool. Go to camphask.org. Rabbi Mark Penner, excuse me, Rabbi Menachem Penner speaks at 8 p.m. this coming Saturday night at Congregation Talmud Torah of Flatbush. Gaza and Geneva, civil law casualties from a Torah perspective. All right, Penner speaks at the Congregation Talmud Torah of Flatbush on Coney Island Avenue this coming Saturday night. That's always a, a wonderful lecture series. So check that out. Rabbi Rothwax was with us yesterday. I remind you that the uh, RYNJ Sinai event, the big auction, is going on this um, this Saturday night, right? Yeah, this Saturday night. It's called Bright Futures at Keter Torah in Teaneck, New Jersey. Sinai Schools and Rosenbaum Yeshiva of North Jersey present it. Uh, you can go to their website. Uh, SinaiRYNJAuction.com. SinaiRYNJAuction.com. Boy, there's a lot going on, isn't there? Thank God. Lots of wonderful things in our community. Baruch Hashem, that's for sure. Um, the ZOA dinner is Sunday night. Uh, the ZOA dinner is Sunday night in New York City. Let me get to that information here as I... Oh, and by the way, the um, and I don't know if they're going to be showing up here tomorrow or not. I haven't gotten word. I'll talk about the ZOA in a minute. A big shout-out to our friends at Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy and the uh, Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School. They always put together a really nice event for their Atid Society, and this year they've again gone over the top. The Gott Brothers from Israel. You know these Hasidic brothers who made it big on Israeli television with their incredible performances? With their long payas and everything. They're going to be this Sunday um, at the Atid Society presentation. The Rock and Roll Rabbis, they're calling it. So kudos to the Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy, the Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School, and the Atid Society. That should be a fun event. And they may stop by here tomorrow, we're told. They may stop by here tomorrow, which would be amazing. JKHA.org. JKHA.org for information. We highly recommend it. And the Tribute to Israel concert, don't forget, is Sunday. The Tribute to Israel concert is Sunday. And this is something that Saul Zim has been working really hard on. He's got an amazing and incredible lineup. Uh, Cantors, Saul Zim, Rafal Frieder, Natanel Hirschdick, Dr. Mordechai Sobel, all together in a community celebration, tribute to Israel, 7 p.m. this Sunday at the Queens College Lafrak Concert Hall in Queens, New York. Information on this, it's area code the 718-776-3500. 718-776-3500. And here's the ZOA information, U.S. Senator Ted Cruz, um, Michael Levin of the Sands Corporation, Pastor John Hagee, Mord Zuckerman, uh, Alan Dershowitz, uh, Dr. Miriam and uh, Sheldon Adelson, just some of the people who will be recognized as coming Sunday at the pro-Israel event of the year. The ZOA dinner happens at the Grand Hyatt Hotel in New York City on East 42nd Street. Information, zoa.org slash dinner 2014, zoa.org slash dinner 2014, or 212-481-1500, 212-481. 1500. Well, if you missed it earlier, we finally let the cat out of the bag. And when Ding is here on Tuesday, we'll talk about it more. But the event is now confirmed. A time for music. Sookie and Ding presentation. Hask, a time for music number 28, will in fact star and headline the one and only Yaakov Shweki with A.B. Rottenberg, Benny Friedman, Simcha Liner, Deddy, January 11th, Avery Fisher Hall, 
Information, HaskConcert.com, Hask, H-A-S-C, Concert.com. Yaakov Shweki headlines on the 11th of January. Ding will be here Tuesday. We'll talk about this program in depth. We are finally allowed to spill the beans. The Hask Concert is official with Yaakov Shweki at JM in the AM.
in the AM. Rabbi Sons. Uh, Rabbi Sons, before that, uh, you heard Yaakov Shweki, and of course, uh, the big news, he'll be headlining the Hass concert coming up on the 11th of January. We'll talk about... Uh, Talk about somebody who's had a mixed bag this week, to say the least, as he was uh, preparing for the Big One Israel Fund event for this coming Saturday night. Uh, Dove Snow, who's the Associate Director of Development at the um, at the One Israel Fund, uh, was preparing for this big event, which is happening this coming Saturday night in the five towns. We'll talk about that at some point in the next few minutes. So as this was going on, uh, he got news, as did the rest of the Jewish world, uh, that his cousin, Rabbi Aryeh Kapinski, was murdered in Harnof uh, this past Tuesday morning. And now Dove just informs me, and we'll speak to him in a second, that his sister just had a uh, just had a baby girl. So <laughs> talk about the swing of emotions and having one of those uh, having having a week of um, of from. Uh, from darkness to light and, and back and forth. Dove Snow, Associate Director of Development at the One Israel Fund. Welcome to JM in the AM. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, I guess we'll start with the Mazel Tov. That is, it's your sister, right, who had a girl this morning? Yeah, my sister had a girl this morning, yeah. So we'll start with the Mazel Tov, of course, and wish only good things and peacefulness and uh, wonderful occasions for you and your entire family. Um, I could only imagine... Uh, uh, the news Tuesday morning. I know what kind of jolt it caused around the world in the collective Jewish heart. I can only imagine what it did for a family member, and of course, your the more immediate family, Rabbi Kapinski, there in uh, Harnof. Does your family live on Agassi? Are they right near the shul? Yeah, they live on Agassi. So Arya also has a brother Chaim who lives on Mishko. So it's really all right there. <sighs> so you, like I, have probably been in that shul a hundred times. I mean, whenever myself would go, you know, when I was in Yeshiva you know, Yeshiva for the year, or my siblings would go, you know, Shabbos by the Kupinskis was always a, a mainstay. And to put things in perspective, the murderers, the uh, the terrorists who uh, who did this, uh, leave the Kupinski family, the immediate family in Israel, with um, with children without a father. In what age group? The age range among your cousins is? So Ephraim is the oldest at this point. He's 16, 17 years old, and everyone else is younger. Unbelievable. Um, I, I, I can't even imagine. I don't even know if you've asked the question, but I can't even imagine what those first moments were like when your cousin was informed that her husband uh, had just been murdered. I mean, how, how does one even put a story like that into words? I, I don't know. I mean, we've spoken to my aunt, who's now currently sitting, and she has told us from several people that uh, when the attack happened, the REA's response was, you run, I'll fight. He was the one actually throwing the chair at the table. That was him. Um, he was not in harm's way when it started. Oh, so this so this is the story we've heard where your cousin was upstairs, and again, those familiar with the shul know exactly what I mean, heard a commotion downstairs and insisted on on, on taking on the terrorists. Yes, that, that was Arya. I mean, five or six people have told my aunt that's because of him that their lives were you know, saved. And what's interesting is I heard from neighbors of his who said I who said to me I will bet you anything you know not knowing where he was that at the time now we know he was upstairs but but who, who said I will bet you anything that he fought back so it wasn't just fought back he threw himself into the middle of the episode yeah so 
Um, Harry and the rest of his brothers all served in the IDF. I mean, they grew up in Kiridarba, and they all served in the IDF, and that's just, it's, it's instinct. You, you, you don't just stand there. You save your family, you save your friends, and you fight back, and that was Harry. Dove Snow is with us live via telephone. His cousin, uh, Aryeh, was murdered on Tuesday at the Rubin Shul in Rehov Agassi in Harnof, an episode that certainly has uh, pierced the collective Jewish heart around the world, but has been even uh, has gotten even more attention in, the, in this area because it's such a large Anglo community and so many people have so many connections to the families that were directly affected. And, of course, we pray for those who are in need of a speedy recovery. Um, it, so, so with all this going on, I can only imagine what the people at the One Israel Fund have been going through this week because, and, and nobody out there should judge any organization that has to deal because we've seen this, unfortunately, you know, hundreds of times before, well, hundreds may be an exaggeration, but you know what I mean. Plenty of organizations have been in this situation where the collective Jewish heart is aching and they have a very important thing going on. This week, so number one, we should let the the audience and the community know, especially in the five towns, but everywhere, because you're expecting people from everywhere. Uh, the event Saturday night is going on, right? Correct. The event is going on as uh, as scheduled. So the One Israel Fund event will go on as scheduled. Uh, could you give us the? Because I know that that funds from this event, and and it's scheduled to be a fun event, a casino night, and all that. The, the funds from the event are supposed to be earmarked specifically for things needed in Israel. Can you tell us some of the things that the One Israel Fund is using this money for? So from this event, the proceeds are going to build a mikvah in Shlomit. Now, Shlomit is on the Egypt-Gaza border. Right. And this mikvah is special because it's being fortified for mortar attack. Um, now, during Operation Protective Edge, during the war in Gaza, a lot of women were not fulfilling this. It's a very important mikvah because of the safety concerns. Right. So we hope to get enough funds to finish this mikvah that women don't have to live in that fear right. anymore. So here was your predicament. Your predicament was, hey, it's a you know nice community gathering. Should we have it in a week like this? Or we, we have no choice but to build this mikvah because for now, and of course, as you just described, for any situation that God forbid may occur in the future, this mikvah is needed by that community. So I, I think that, uh, you know, you gotta go forward and obviously you're expecting a lot of people Saturday night from both the Five Towns area and other areas to come in and have a nice time, a get together, a social event, and to make it a great success. I, I assume that we can go to the One Israel Fund website and get all the information about Saturday night? So the best place to go to is actually, the, the event is called Three Aces, uh, Casino Night in Chinese Auction. So if you go to threeacescasino.org is where most of the information, or really all the information is. And that's with a three, like the number three. The number three. The number three, acescasino.org. Um, that's the, the website to sign up and to get information about purchasing Chinese auction. If you can't come, you want to just purchase Chinese auction tickets, you can do that as well. Um, just so that all proceeds are going to a really, really wonderful cause. Um, well, that's for sure. The, the, the question was, you know, to go business as usual, you know, it seems like it's fun, but it's just masking stuck and chesed and achdos in right. fun. But that's really what we're trying to do. Yeah, well, like I say, I have some experience with this. I hope people don't judge, and you're going ahead with it, and it should let, let people come, have a nice time. Obviously, Malava Malka, and... And obviously, I'm sure they'll be focused on what's happened in uh, Israel and in general. If you if you had an event with the One Israel Fund, you, you know you're you're helping uh, continue to build and secure areas that are so important to the future of the state of Israel. Saturday night, this coming Saturday night at 8 p.m. at the Woodmere Club on Meadow Drive in Woodmere, New York, the Three Aces Casino Night and Chinese Auction to benefit 
uh, One Israel Fund presented by the Young Professional Society of One Israel Fund will go on as scheduled. Information, you can go to the web. It's the number three, threeacescasino.org. It's the number three. 3acescasino.org to purchase your Chinese auction tickets. You can dial 516-239-9202, extension 10, 516-239-9202, extension 10. Dove Snow is Associate Director of Development at the One Israel Fund, and as we mentioned, uh, his cousin, uh, Reb, um, Reb Aryeh Kupinski, was murdered earlier this week in Yerushalayim. And, uh, Dove, I don't know what to say other than uh, we should celebrate wonderful occasions together. And I hope and pray, as everybody around the world does, that your family and all the families are able to sustain this and move forward as soon as possible. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen is right. Saturday night, the One Israel Fund event. Let's make it a great success. Another victory over terror if we continue to support organizations that continue to build Israel. Uh, maybe one of the better responses to is at least that we could do on this side of the world to what's happening. It's JM in the AM at 20 minutes before 9 o'clock. You're listening to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. And I must take a moment. Last night at the Stay Road Dinner, when I mention jmtheam.org, I have to take a moment. Last night at the Stay Road Dinner, a lot of unbelievable comments about the show, including people who live outside the country, including Israel, who were there at the dinner, who are listening to our stream on a regular basis, and not just JMM comments, but comments about every show that goes on, even after 9 a.m. and on the weekends, etc., etc., at jmnam.org. And I take this opportunity to recognize the incredible hard work of Miriam L. Wallach of the last two years, who has built and has led the building of this incredible network, as we like to call it, and people are um, really finding it to be uh, entertaining, informative, and something that they just love having on all day long, no matter what country they're in. So a big shout-out, a big thank you to her. And I will use this opportunity to remind everybody that there is an incredible day of programming on our stream all day long. Charlie Harari is going to follow next at 9 a.m. with the boardroom. And this week, special guest will be Ben Perry, executive director of the JWRP. Segments include Practical Productivity, Life Bits, Business Inspiration, and In the News with Michael Davis. Miriam Al-Wallach, the aforementioned Miriam Al-Wallach. We'll have Ken Sable, Associate Director of Yachad. Their big dinner is December the 15th. And and how much time he suspects he'll beat Ellie Hagler at in the Team Yachad Miami 2015 Marathon. That's a good topic. I like that. And Eliyahu Fink, stunt show host and the famed Fingerswim.com blogger, will join Miriam in the debate on uh, Disney's new movie, Big Hero 6. He's a big fan of the movie. She's on the fence about it. Uh, let's see if he is truly satisfied with his care. And that's in quotes. I assume it's a reference to the movie somehow. That's during uh, the uh, Miriam L. Wallach That's Life program. Then at 10.30, Allison Josephs, the Jew in the City, speaks uh, with uh, special guest Ethan Zone, winner of CBS's Survivor, professional soccer player, recent Jew in the City video guest star, who's begun to explore the Orthodox Jewish roots that his mother left behind. That should be a very interesting interview at 10.30 this morning. I'll do the live lunch. Uh, Shlaimi Eichler will join me. We'll talk about what's new in the world of Judaica at noon today. And at 1 o'clock, we've got the stun show, and uh, they promise it'll be a good one. 
in this case, I'm referring to a Leo Rosamic, the stunt show this week. We'll talk, talk about how to multi-manage your life and get things done with Deputy Mayor of Teaneck, L.E.Y. Katz, and college student Jacob Herrenstein on how to do a lot and do it right while hearing stories about their roads to success during their lives. That's going to be tonight on the, um, uh, the today rather on the stunt show and spin class where Michael Fragan said he might include me tonight. Could you imagine? I guess on the heels of my conversation with Senator Schumer yesterday. Uh, spin class, the world of politics, the director of government affairs for the Aguda Democratic strategist Dan Gerstein and Rockland County legislator Aaron Weeder are all scheduled between six and seven tonight, Eastern time with Michael Fragan and spin class. So another Amazing day on our stream at jmandtheam.org. And I want to thank everybody who's been commenting on the NSN app. I want to thank Mayor Fertig, who found the story that we did with OHEL this morning fascinating, as did some of our other um, uh, emailers and posters on the NSN app. It certainly was a fascinating story. More coming up. This is JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. Elena will send that out to listener Sima, who I'm sure is very excited about the news. That Hask will star Yaakov Shweki January the 11th at Lincoln Center. He is the headliner for the big event coming up. Ding will be in studio Tuesday. We'll talk more about it here at JM in the AM. Four minutes before 9 o'clock. Good morning, all. Don't forget to stay with our stream all day long at jmtheam.org. As I just outlined a few minutes ago, an incredible lineup with great hosts and great guests all through the day at jmtheam.org. I hope you'll take the opportunity to keep on listening and enjoying. Um, really is... Uh, a tremendous uh, network of programming. Uh, Shia Rubenstein before that with Ahafti here at JMDM. Don't forget, as I mentioned earlier, the Bible Quiz promo. The big event is November 30th in New York City. The promo gives you an amazing perspective on who has studied for the American edition of the National Bible Contest. Uh, it really is amazing. If you go to YouTube, it's on the JBS channel, and you can also search... Uh, one word, Bible quiz promo number one, Bible quiz promo number one, and you'll see some of the people, the cross-section of people that are going to be participating in the uh, event. It is pretty amazing. Uh, so you can check that out and enjoy. Tomorrow morning on this program, Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Malcolm Honline tomorrow, 740 for the weekly update. Very much anxious to speak with him about the events of this week. Make sure you tuned in at 7.40 tomorrow morning. And uh, don't forget, if you're in Queens for Shabbos, Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills, I'll get a chance to discuss uh, my 30 years of broadcasting, some of the great interviews that have been done, or I should say some of the great guests that I've had the chance to speak to. I want to thank everybody, Schoenfeld and company. They're going to have a um, Kalbach Nusach Kabbalat Shabbat tomorrow night. And um, that's how the entire Shabbos is going to kick off. So, again, to everybody in Queens, hope to see you over Shabbat and very much looking forward to it. JM and the AM wrapping things up with the Moshav Band. Israel and Achimachem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard our listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, jmdm.org. Wraps up another amazing day for us here at JM and the AM. Thanks to all of our special guests. Incredible day on our stream at jmdm.org. Stick with the programming. Uh, you can check out the Nahum Siegel Network Facebook update page and get information on everything that's happening today on our stream. You can check out our schedule online, etc., etc. And I certainly hope you do. Speak to you next at 11 o'clock during the live lunch. And the Charlie Harari follows next with the boardroom. 
Charlie Harari next on jmnam.org. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.